Hello, and welcome back to Back Pocket Coach. I'm your host, Vicki Abelson. I'm so excited to be here with you today. I have been thinking about today's topic actually kind of nonstop for the last week. And it's actually been a conversation that I have had with numerous clients over and over and over again. I'm not sure if it's just because this is the new year and we're thinking about sort of who we are and what our identity is. There's something in the air or you know, maybe it's just organically coming up, but I wanted to talk to you about the idea of identity and who who we think we are. <laughs> so I'll, I'll start with a little bit of a story. When I was in eighth grade, the summer before I started eighth grade, we moved, my family moved to a different neighborhood in town and I started a new, a brand new school right at the end of middle school, 12 years old, almost 13 years old, starting a brand new school. I went from a school that had about 100 or so kids to a really, really large public school, about three, 400 kids. That, and I didn't know a single person in that school. I was already taller than everybody else. I was brand new. You know, it, so all of the sort of the thoughts and feelings and worries, you can imagine what I might have been feeling like when I started at that school. And then to add insult to injury, to sort of 12-year-old, 13-year-old embarrassment, I was put into a remedial math class because they found that my math scores were sort of not up to par, not up to standards. And they put me in this remedial math class for kids that were struggling with math. And of course, my self-esteem, my confidence took a little bit of a nosedive, right? I did not know, I think at the time, I don't remember thinking like, oh, you know, I'm not good at math, but being put into a remedial math class, all of a sudden, in like the drop of a hat, gave me the identity of somebody who is not good at math. Now, I always knew, right, that like math was not my strongest subject. I was always much, much better at reading than I was in math. I always knew that, but I never really associated my identity with somebody who's bad at math. It just never, it never occurred to me, to be honest. But being put in this class gave me this label, right? Remedial math student. Now, what my teacher did at the time, before you feel really bad for me, <laughs> what my teacher did, I wish I remembered her name because she was so fantastic and so just ahead of, ahead of her time. She knew that for all of us in this class, that we would be feeling a certain type of way about being in this remedial math class and that most of us were probably not like super excited and super glad to be there. So she had us do an affirmation. She didn't call it an affirmation. I don't even know what she called it, but every single day she had us repeat to ourselves like 30 times in the mirror saying, and I quote, I insert your name. So I, Vicky, am good at math. I remember thinking at the time, like, this is so dumb. <laughs> this is so stupid. <laughs> why, why would I do this? But I did. I'm a rule follower. I did every day in the mirror in my house. I would say, I, Vicky, am good at math. I, Vicky, am good at math. And she would have us say this in class also. So every time we walked into that classroom, we would have to say out loud. And so not just think it to ourselves out loud. We would have to say, I, insert your name, am good at math. And at some point, 
maybe I actually became good at math. I, do, I don't know. But eventually I, I graduated out of that remedial math class. And I ended up in an honors math class a couple of years later. I remember in, in my freshman year and, and sophomore year in high school, I was already in an honors math class. So it kind of made a big jump, if you will. And I can't help but believe that that affirmation, that saying that she had to say every single day for a year did not somehow change my belief in my identity of being somebody who is bad at math. In fact, that statement is so ingrained in my head that even now, 30 years later, every once in a while, I'll just sort of catch myself. It like that phrase lives rent free in my brain all the time. Every once in a while, my, it, my brain will say to me, I, Vicky, am good at math. I might not even be doing math, right? But all of a sudden, I'll just like stop and think, I, Vicky, am good at math. It's just like it has become this automatic thought in my brain. So how does this how does this apply to you? And what does this mean for my clients that I have been working with this week? One thing that I hear a lot, more honestly, more often, more often than not, is I'm so busy, I don't have time. And I'm sure you've said this. I know I have said this. I said it today, actually. I'm so busy, I don't have time for X amount, X thing. Today, for me, that was... I don't have time to work out. For for you, it might be, I don't have time to schedule that appointment. I don't have time to read that book. I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to, you know, go to my kid's soccer game and do this project. Whatever it is that it is, I don't have time to pursue this opportunity. Whatever it is that you think that you don't have time for. We are so conditioned and programmed. Sometimes we program ourselves to believe that we have the identity of, I don't have time. I am so busy, I don't have time. And so my challenge becomes, is that really true? Is it true that you don't have time? Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is true. Sometimes our days really are back to back to back to back. And we truly don't have time for all of the things. Just last week, I did an Instagram post where I kind of talked about how do you plan for the week to make sure that you actually do have the time to do the things that you want to do and sort of plan, plan accordingly with an actual like realities of how much time you have. Because oftentimes we'll make to-do lists that are our ideal to-do lists and we want to do all of the things and all of the land, but really we only have five hours. And so we, there's no way that we're going to be able to fit like those 20 things into those five hours. So sometimes it really is true. But when we intentionally think about how much we need to do, what's on our A list versus what's on our B list, we, in fact, do have more time than we think we do. Time is such an interesting thing and something I'll come back and talk about another time. But right now, I, wanna, I really do just want to focus on our identity of I don't have time. So if you have the identity of I don't have time, it is unlikely that all of a sudden, if you said to yourself, I, insert your name, have time, you're not going to believe that. Because if you are so ingrained in the identity of I don't have time, telling yourself that you do have time you're not going to believe it. Honestly, it's probably not true. And so you're not going to believe it. Your brain is going to fight against it. It's going to resist that belief, no matter how often you say it to yourself. So I would, my challenge to you would be to, what is sort of the one next level step that you can think of? So instead of, I don't have time, could it be something like, I can find time. I have more time than I think I do. I 
am able to manage my time. And saying that belief to yourself over and over again until you prove that it is true, right? So I can find time. You can probably find five minutes, 10 minutes to do something that you've been wanting to do today. And you you can prove to yourself that I can find time is true. You can prove to yourself that I have more time than I think I do. And so how can you shift your identity a little bit more to the belief that you do have time. The way that we do that sometimes is by action, but sometimes it really can be helpful to have that affirmation, whether you're writing it every single day, whether you are saying it to yourself in the mirror. I do encourage you to do something rather than just think it because there is power in action. So whether you are saying it to yourself or writing it down, it's creating connections in your brain that help you prove that it is true rather than if you're just thinking about it. The other identity that I heard this week that I think was a really powerful one was everything is hard. Everything is hard for me. And so when we walk around with the identity of everything is hard, that is true then, right? Because you are going to struggle through all of the things that you're doing, whether it is doing laundry, whether it is doing carpool, whether it is leading meetings, whether it is starting a business. Everything is going to feel hard because you believe that it is going to. Instead of shifting the identity of everything is hard to everything is easy, you can't do that. That's impossible. It's also not true. We are adults in the modern world. Everything is not easy. (laughs) But is it possible to shift your identity to, I can figure it out. I am a person that can figure it out. Because I asked my client, first of all, has everything always been hard? And she said, yes. And that's fine. But I asked her, have you always been able to figure it out before? And she said, most of the time, yeah. She's very, very successful. She's a successful marketing professional. And she has always been able to figure it out. She has a fantastic, wonderful reputation as somebody who's very, very good at her job, who gets things done, who's a subject matter expert in in the field of, of marketing. And so the identity of I can figure it out is actually more closely to the truth, closer to the truth then everything is hard for me. And the identity of I can figure it out actually serves you more than the identity of everything is hard. Because everything is hard, if you walk around saying everything is hard, you're you're going to be less willing to take risks. You're going to be less willing to take action. You're going to be less willing to put yourself out there for something. Versus I can figure stuff out is going to put you on the path of trying new things, doing something that may be something a little bit different, doing something you've never tried before, maybe putting in an extra five minutes of work somewhere. Our identity is so tied to the things that we say to ourselves, to the words that we say to ourselves, the words that we use all the time. And those things could be as simple as, I don't have time. It could be as simple as, everything is hard for me. Or it could be a label that somebody else is putting on us, similar to the story that I shared at the beginning of somebody else put a label on me that I wasn't good at math. Perhaps somebody gave you a label that you don't want to identify with. What is a different label that you could give yourself? I always tell the story 
of one of the one of the ways that I actually started started coaching and going into sort of a coaching career path was there was a, a woman who worked for me years and years and years ago, and she was told that she could never be promoted by her previous leader. Her previous leader told her she could never be promoted. And when she started working for me, I kind of asked her what her career aspirations were. And she told me, she's like, well, so-and-so told me I could never be promoted. And so my career aspirations are just to like be here and do this thing that I do really well. And I was flabbergasted. I was shocked because this person put a label on her as somebody who could never be promoted. She believed him and internalized that identity. And that caused her to coast. That caused her to never share her opinion in meetings. That caused her to always like take perhaps the easy way out on certain things. It caused her to sit in the back of the room. When I knew for a fact that she had opinions and ideas to share. And so we started working on shifting that identity, on shifting the belief that I could never be promoted to maybe there are growth opportunities for me. And that's actually what we worked on was the belief of there are growth opportunities for me. I have growth opportunities. And within six months, she was promoted from a manager to a senior manager. Not because I had the power to promote her, which I did to a certain extent, but because she was showing up differently. She was speaking up in meetings. She was leading her team differently. She was sharing her ideas with not just my leadership, but my leadership leader, my leadership's leadership. She was taking herself more seriously because she adopted a different identity of somebody for whom promotion was possible. She was eventually promoted one more time. And actually, before I left my organization, she stepped into my role and became the interim leader of the department that I left, all because she shifted her belief, shifted her identity that she could not be promoted to something that was serving her better and was more aligned with the truth. My question for you this week is, what labels are you wearing? What identities are you, do you hold right now that are not serving you, that are holding you back in some way? Whether are, they are professional identities or personal identities. And if there is a way that you can shift that perception, that belief, that identity, just one degree up. Don't not a hundred, not a hundred percent different, right? Not totally different, not the opposite of what the identity is, but just a little bit different. What would that be? And what actions would you take with that new identity? I'd love for you to come back and email me or reach out to me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, wherever you find me, and let me know what that new identity is going to be for you. Let me know what that identity is today and what that new identity is going to be, what that new belief is going to be, and what actions you can take to help move you forward. Thank you so much for listening. It was such a pleasure being with you today. If you have any questions about today's episode or anything else, please feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Instagram. Thank you so much for being here, and I will chat with you soon. 